Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's kind of like the warm weather yesterday. It kind of came out of nowhere and it pulled people right out walking down the bike paths and just pulled them right out of their homes pretty quick. And so Ash Wednesday kind of sneaks up on us. You never know exactly when because always during a movable time of the year, Easter never falls the same time, right? But Ash Wednesday came last week and it falls in the middle of the week and it kind of disrupts the pattern of church on Sunday, deliberately. While there is an increase in discipline, as you know, during this season, the gospel reading from Wednesday night gave a warning by Jesus. Displays of piety for praise of men or benefits of earthly gain do not last. On the first Sunday in Lent, our Lord took the lead in what this means. Temptation already came to him first in the wilderness. Jesus faced a war of attrition by the devil, as we said, and we sang for 40 days. The goal was to have him display his divine sonship as God and to take earthly glory ahead of his cross. Now, you know how Genesis starts with Genesis 3 and the fall into sin. And long ago, God spoke his word against Satan in the garden. That lush and beautiful paradise. We don't even know if the devil looked all that scary. Frankly, he probably appeared pretty nice, right? As a serpent. A and God spoke his word, though. And he said, one would strike the serpent's head. And look now where Jesus speaks. As the word become flesh, he addresses the ancient enemy no longer in paradise. Unmasked by the wilderness is the sorry state of this world. If you don't see it, you're missing the point. God's created goodness comes plagued with danger, barrenness, and yes, the devil and his demons. Jesus did not stumble into this kind of a battle. He freely enters as the valiant one for sinners. It's why we say a mighty fortress is our God. We deliberately put that as the chief hymn for the first Sunday in Lent. C.F.W. Walther explains about this event. Christ here did not fight for himself. Instead, he fought as surety, as a third party, as a substitute for the entire human race. Since Jesus has dealt with the devil's tempting, we have every hope to follow him in Lent, as with our whole life. Because he goes before us. And so baptism has given us a new identity grounded in Christ. The danger in our text today is to always run off into the temptations we hear and miss what motivated the event. Jesus was, it says, full of the Holy Spirit. 
And while conceived by the Holy Spirit, as we say of the Virgin Mary, it was his submission to baptism by John where Jesus had received the fullness of the Spirit to carry out his ministry and being the Savior. The Father, as you know, over those waters, heaven opened and the Father said, You are by my beloved Son. And so by that affirming word, Jesus was led away by the Spirit to face off with the devil in the wilderness. You could say literally one extreme or the other. He was in heaven with the Father speaking those good words at his baptism, and then all of a sudden, boom, now he's in hell. And it's for all good. All the Gospels accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, make the same progression from his baptism to temptation, showing how a greater Adam, a greater man, fights for us. And without this new identity with baptism grounded in Christ, humanity is worse off than just being helpless to the devil. Since the fall into sin, human nature is naturally captive to the devil's delusions and errors, and so it produces every kind of sin, every kind of death, all kinds of evil. Our Lutheran fathers, at the time of the Reformation, I mean, they just put this out point-blank clear. They say in the Augsburg Confession, just as the devil cannot be conquered except by Christ's help, so we cannot free ourselves from this slavery by our own strength. World history, they say, shows how great and powerful the devil's kingdom is. We might want to take note of that today. That's a strong kingdom that they knew quite well at the time of the Reformation of Darkness. St. Paul says it in these words you heard today in our reading, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. And you know, he's, he's speaking to the baptized because when you're baptized as an infant or an adult, the word is spoken into your ear and into your heart that you too might speak it in your life. This is what we celebrate right in the rite of baptism, saying to a child or adult, remember the words, we receive you in Jesus' name as our brother or sister in Christ, that together we might hear his word, receive his gifts, and proclaim that of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Temptation, then, is a fact that makes us need the assurance of Christ. This is huge because I think we get confused and think everybody's facing temptations. You're wrong. It's only those who hear Jesus' word. It's only those who've been baptized who really have become a target to the devil. People can have struggles with what's it mean to be human or what should I do or I don't know about this or moral things, but they can still be enslaved to the devil all the same. It's to the baptized that you face temptations, and so we need the assurance of Jesus. The devil's attack sounds, when you hear the text today, it sounds like a bombardment against Jesus. But here's the catch. It's the tail end 
of frustration by the devil. Here's why. As with an ever-increasing intensity in a war, the devil brought out the big guns to question the identity of Jesus. I mean, he wasn't getting anywhere. And so we get to the, to the, to the punchline of kind of like he's pulling out the biggest things against Christ. If you're the Son of God, cast a doubt over the perfect relationship Jesus had with the Father. If you worship me, was to give up the course set for the Son by the Father for an easier glory. And yet Jesus turned his suffering. Do you get this? He turned his suffering with all that shame. If you're the Son of God, if you just worship me, he turned his suffering against the devil and let the word speak over the lies. The wilderness isn't a question mark. Is Jesus going to not make a, a, a great decision? It's just the opposite. Jesus shows he was not playing around. His humility served the purpose in being the only true Savior of sinners. And so assurance against temptation is not a copy and paste mentality with what Jesus did. And here's the biggest thing. Oh, well, you hear what Jesus did, so now you go do it too. You take God's word and you go battle the devil and, and, and you know, evade the problems and just use the word of God. Wrong. Certainly use the word of God. And yes, assaults come on the baptized as it did no less to Israel in the wilderness. But unlike Jesus... We don't use the word all that well. And worse than that, we do cave to temptations. It's that giving in. It isn't the tempting. It's the giving in that grabs hold of us at times. And so you know what St. Paul says. Things like, for I know that nothing good dwells in me. That's in my flesh, for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. And so all the while, Jesus, in thought, word, and deed, ruled over sin and the devil to grant us the advantage, the best, to turn to him in any time of need to pray. And what's the sixth petition? Lead us not into temptation. Because the devil and the world and our sinful flesh can easily overwhelm us. And maybe you have felt that way in these days. I have. Temptations are at every angle, though. Don't just think about pandemic. Come on. They come at us at every angle. Here's some examples from overlooking dangers of sin, whether what it means for young people and family or for older ones with aging and what it means for having to watch life slip differently through your hands and not go the way that you hope it would go. How about half-heartedness about Christ's church? I mean, I want to see it this way. But this is the way the body of Christ is here at Zion. God's not complaining 
but maybe we are. Clinging to false securities, well, I mean, there's plenty of that today. In a rich nation like ours, we got plenty of securities that they'll sell you for a price. And even the stubbornness that we so easily have for our self-comfort. So, you know, I'm not going to change anything. You don't understand what's going on then. Things are changing. Relief, though, relief comes from God, even as our dependence always and alone is in Jesus. But God does give relief in this life. Resistance, if you notice, made the devil depart. And Jesus resisted so well that the devil kind of had to take two steps back and kind of reassess the battlefield because this was not like a child of Adam. Truly, this is the Son of God who will do all things well. It was, you see, worse than not a win. The devil loves to win. But God's word and his son were the light growing against all the darkness. Epiphany was about that light of miracles and good news, but it's the light that goes in the darkness and it only shines brighter. A valiant one fights and Lent takes us with Jesus. His great humility gains back all that sinful humanity lost. And so for 40 days of fasting, it only leads us to the true suffering Jesus takes upon himself to be consumed in the cross, not just an emptying of no food, but an emptying completely of himself, of all that he is. A perfect sacrifice. Satan comes, again, Good Friday, hiding behind men, though. Do you see how it works out? He was so bold in temptations in the wilderness, but when he's before the cross, Satan's behind the leaders and the authorities of men. With the same temptation and mockery he brings, though, remember the words? He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. Sounds an awful lot like today, just wrapped up with the glory of the cross. And as the Lord led Israel out of Egypt, so Christ leads us through his wounds of love. His wounds are what help us and give us hope, give us healing. against all that haunts us in this life. And it's through those wounds we have an eternal kingdom of glory that is to be revealed, comes out of Jesus, not from us. So how blessed is the relief from warfare given by God in the gift of his valiant one. And so, you know what Jesus says, the world will have wars and rumors of wars. The baptized, we face attack from cradle to grave. Because you have a big bullseye on you. You're a precious child of God. And so there is no retirement. None. You're not retired. God gives relief, though, to the temptations. We have an enemy, Luther says, who never stops or becomes tired. So it is. Christ 
never ceases to deliver rest to the weary, speaking sins forgiven. Each and every day by your baptism, as much as you need it from your pastor and certainly from what he gives of his sacrament. Whatever weakness weighs us down, strength comes from God's sacrificial love and gives the right to take up his word in all things. This wilderness is no paradise, my friends. But the baptized can pray to our Father. And even as Jesus comes in the midst of this world that rages and and pulls upon us with every temptation to feed us the bread of heaven with his very gifts of life of himself, his faithfulness. So certainly we are to put on the whole armor of God, but look how valiant is Christ. He does not fail us because he himself has suffered when tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. Are you being tempted? Oh, no, pastor, things are going great. Liars. You need the Lord each and every day because he loves us that much to come in the midst of our battles, even when we don't see them. His return will bring the eternal day. That's what I'm looking forward to. A day of rest, a true Sabbath. He will turn this wilderness into a resurrected glory that no matter how much you wish and pray that the governments and the ways of men's money and and works can make it all right. No, I'll just wait on Jesus. Thank you very much. And do what we can, but I'm not going to count on those things. And at last is the best part. A silence from Christ's own mouth as Lord to make the warfare of darkness cease. Since Jesus has dealt with the devil's tempting, and we are in it today, both individually in our families, in this church, as our whole church body, as the whole church throughout the world. Take heart in the Lord. We have every hope to follow him in Lent as with our whole life because he goes before us. Amen. Peace of God that passes all understanding be with your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.